Christmas to you. I know it's a day late, but uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you, Doc. Yes, yes. Merry Christmas to you, too. And listen, we got to tell our viewers we're we're missing a critical piece, man, of yeah. the round table. Man, yes. it's so 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 kind of a sudden and unexpected, and and we just want everybody to know that uh, our 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 other co-host, Pastor Roger Wade, um, is not with us today because he lives yeah. in Nashville, and many of you mm -hmm. are aware that there was uh, a big explosion. Something took place in Nashville yesterday that knocked out a whole lot of the communications in the areas in the area. And um, so the internet, he does not have access to the internet at his home. Um, I thought we, we thought we were going to have him with us because he said, man, I'm gonna go down to the Starbucks and and uh, and see if I can get on their Wi-Fi. Um, so I was thinking I was going to see Pastor Wade sitting in a Starbucks or outside in the car off the Starbucks. But if he gets in, yeah. we're, we're, we're looking forward if he can get in. But today has gone through so many iterations. We, we have been talking about um, all kinds of things this year, but we've talked about the impact that COVID has had on ministries. And when we're talking about doing a holiday edition of, of the Pastors Roundtable, we wanted to include some music and some musicians. And so today what we're talking about is the impact that COVID-19 has had on musicians and music ministry. And we've got some wonderful guests that are here with us today. Um, we're actually going to hear some music today. I'm excited about that. Um, but uh, you're also going to meet some musicians and, and, and people associated with the music industry that you know, some of them that you're going to want to know um, uh, after you finish uh, seeing us today. Now, so who do we have? Who do we have first? We're going to introduce oh. them to you as we go along. You've seen the flyer, but where are we starting today, Dr. Henry? I think we're starting with Sarah Sultan. I think that's the one on Sarah. the table. She's around the table today, yes. and we're going to deal with Sister Sarah Sultan. <laughs> Boom, let's bring her on right now, Sarah. Listen, Sarah, we never want you to be on the table because there's something that happens to stuff that's on the table. It gets add up, as my mama would say. Um, but listen, we are so excited and happy to have you with us today. Um, yes. Uh, Dion, do you, uh, well, let's, let's introduce Sarah. Sarah is the, and, and she's going to correct me when I mess this up. So bless the Lord for that. She is the director, the president, the CEO, the, uh, one of those, you pick one of those or should, of the Adventist Musicians Network. Um, and Adventist Musicians Network is, is a face. It started out from what I recall as a Facebook group. But now it's got thousands of Adventist musicians and we're just going to spend like maybe the next 10 minutes or so, um, Sarah, having you talk to us about the Adventist Musicians Network. And we're going to pretend like uh, Dr. Wade, Pastor Wade is right next to us there. Um, so let's start there. What is the Adventist Musicians Network? Let's start with what it is, and then we'll start talking about maybe some of the things that you've seen that have impacted the musicians during this uh, pandemic. So what is it? Tell us what is it? What's it intended to do? How did it start? Well, thank you, first of all, for allowing me to um, to come and join the Pastors Roundtable. The Adventist Musician Network um, was designed originally to give Adventist musicians an opportunity to come together to, to network, to be strategic and intentional about music ministries on the local level. Um, 
The Adventist Musician Network was founded originally by Sean Wilson, who is um, an accomplished um, pianist in a, of himself um, and has his own business currently um, from Florida. And one of the things that he noticed is there was not um, any type of group, if you will, in social media for musicians that were ad that were Seventh Day Adventists to be able to come to dialogue to um, and to talk about some of the things that that were happening at their churches, some of the strengths, some of the things that worked for them, some of the um, some of the challenges that they were having in ministry, um, and so that was the birth of the Adventist Musician Network. Oh, wow. Okay. Let me ask you this. Who can join? Who, who's able to join this Adventist network? Um, well, I can sing blessing. in the shower. Yeah. Right. Because huh? <laughs> so, I can sing in the shower. I, I, I am. I am. Whoo. Yeah. <laughs> Do well, I have to audition? The, send in a recording? You uh, don't want to hear Anselm's uh, sing, right? <laughs> well, one of the um, one of the blessings about the Adventist Musician Network um, is we define musician to include singers, um, songwriters, um, performance or musicians or instrumentalists, creators, producers, um, choir directors, praise and worship leaders. Um, so from where Sean began at, in its inception, we are now focused on how can we unite all of us without with allowing autonomy of um, what people are doing, but to have some sort of organization, if you will, to be able to accomplish that and then to be able to collectively address some of the needs that are happening in the church. We partner also with pastors, um, but we want it to be inclusive for people that are intentional um, and that are actually involved in ministry in our closed group. Our public group, um, our public fan page is open to everyone. Awesome. Wow. wow. So it sounds like, uh, again, you said it started from Sean Wilson. I happen to know Sean Wilson, very, very talented musician. Uh, father, yes. it, it was the musician at Oakwood for a little while as well. And, Wilson, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> So, so definitely um, you have the, the people there that really are invested in this music ministry. But let me ask you this. It, it seems as if many churches are now trending towards putting most of their attention in technology with both resources and time. And we know that, especially in this virtual era, I mean, we got to make sure that when we're uh, playing the music that it's feeded right and all that. How much, how much resources or how many, how much resources and time and coordination goes into uh, what you do from week to week? Um, the Adventist Musician Network currently has two live platforms. And one of them on Wednesday is called the Midday Service. And that allows pastors to be able to share their ministry, not just within the United States, but internationally, because we also partner with some other Adventist related ministries and some other um, groups outside of the United States. So that's part of the platform. And then we focus on 
saying, you know what, instead of as much as I love Fred and Donnie and Jonathan, Mc, Jonathan McReynolds, <laughs> instead of sending your resources there, look from within okay. and introducing them to a wide variety of Adventist artists. And most of our artists are independent. So some of those things that you're talking about as far as being able to have them and to be able to afford quality music ministry is reasonably professional. And I'll say that reasonably professional. And so we stream on that platform. And then we also have our AMN Live on um, Saturday nights, which generally airs. And that particular platform um, launched us to give the opportunity for our Adventist artists to stay relevant. Nice. For those of you that understand music, the way music, the music industry works, <laughs> you could have a hit today or some, or everybody knows you today. And then in a couple of months, your history and somebody else has replaced you. And so what we wanted to do is to create a platform where artists can come free of charge, um, almost like a, a, a radio talk show like the breakfast club and some other formats where we are, where we feature um, additional artists and individuals that are up and coming and not just African-American artists. Um, we have artists on our show from Nigeria. We have artists on our show from New Zealand. We've had artists on our show from Italy wow. um, um, and from France and um, and in particular, we have one of our blessings of this platform is we've created or we've been blessed to partner with our Adventist brothers and sisters in France. And we have um, now, uh, and I guess I'm ahead of myself in sharing this, but what will be called AMN France specifically. Amazing and incredible artists um, that mirror some of the goals that we have um, and the Lord has allowed us to partner in many ways. Well, listen, I, I, I gotta say this just, just out of the gate here. I am, I am excited to have maybe to, and we might talk about this, Dr. Henry, just to have the network on where we can spend an entire, uh, entire show kind of talking and digging deeper into this. But just before we, we make this transition um, to the to the next set, um, from from your vantage point, as you have been in contact with with musicians from a very wide, particularly Adventist musicians from a very wide, I'm assuming there's from 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 writers to uh, performers um, to musicians themselves that play different instruments. Have you seen any noticeable impact? What what has been the impact of of COVID nineteen and churches being closed? What's been the impact that you've seen? Has it been positive? Has it been negative? How? Have you, oh, by the way, too, I, I'm seeing some questions in the chat. We just put something up on the screen. Somebody wanted to ask. They said, "Where do we send resources to online?" There's some folk wanting to help. Um, so first, let's do that, and then I'll come back and ask and 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 get you to answer that question. Okay, well, um, we do have um, a page, um, Adventist Musician Network, and we are also on YouTube, the Adventist Musician Network. We also have a private group, um, the Adventist Musician Network, 
And our email address is AdventistMusicianNetwork at gmail.com. Okay, we're gonna get somebody to go ahead and put that in the chat for us so folk can follow up on that. So now let's go with that that, that question and, and then we need to go ahead and make the transition. Um, so what's the impact? What kind of impact have you seen um, or heard that musicians are saying that COVID-19 has had on what they do? It has been tremendous and it's been painful for many of them. Where and as And at the same time, it's been an opportunity I'm not sure what just happened. Yeah, it looks like we had a uh, a big buffer thing going on there, and we got kicked off of line. Um, but it looks like our folk are still in place. We've still got, uh, we're just going to wait for Dr. Henry to get back in. We're not going to wait. Just go ahead and pick up where you left off. He'll be back in in a second here. Um, so, yes, yeah, so so you were talking about that that impact. So go ahead and pick up where you left off. It, it, it has been um, tremendous for many of our artists um, because obviously the whole concept of COVID and how it spread is spread through particles. Mm, right, right. Or right. breathing and saliva and all of those things, um, in particular with the breathing, it can impact your, your ability to perform <laughs> to a live audience. And so um, it has been, um, it's been hurtful. And as I was saying, um, we also had, um, I had one artist that shared how um, they had enough, they lost $3,000 literally in events that they had planned out from a revival for a couple of weeks. And so, you know, and people are having to do things that, you know, to make ends meet that they necessarily would not have done before. Wow. You know, and I would say, think of it as being a starving artist. Um, As an actor, you do whatever you can to pay the bills, but you're like, Lord, you know, please open the door um, for that. We have been reaching out to, um, to provide some opportunities for that. And one of them I can share, um, is a part of Rays of Light Television, which we've partnered with, and will um, and are contracted to provide the music for that um, the newest tele, um, Adventist wow. Television channel that debuts this evening. Oh, this evening they debut. Yes, it does. It That's debuts awesome. this evening. Okay, let's and let's... Um, and so one of the things that we're doing, the artists that have performed for our live shows. Mm-hmm. We are allowing them first the opportunity to not only showcase their ministry, but they're being compensated. Okay. Well, listen, I, we, we're going to put those resources and those links in the show notes that you will find. Uh, we want to, now is, is there a handle that we can put out there if anybody wants to check out the, the debut this evening? Um, yes, I will. Um, it will be on Rays of Light um, television. It will be live streamed for the first part, but um it will be um, a premium service that will be available on Roku and Apple TV for um, for listeners. We're very excited and excited about the partnership with um, the regional conferences. Um, and Rupert Salmon is the owner and the general manager. Okay. Um, and, but I will be happy to pass on that information as well. So hopefully at the end of your broadcast, you can share that with our listeners. Wow, that's and fascinating. Tonight, that's exciting. Gail Jones Murphy 
is going to be is the featured artist. Awesome. Tomorrow wow. night, Lyndon Carriger. And then on um, Tuesday, it's Tracy Satterwhite from Texas. Okay. All right. Uh, Dr. Henry, welcome back. Glad you made it back, man. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. We just had some glitches in the stream here. Uh, I, I don't know if that's... Uh, that's uh, Tennessee making its way all the way down here or not, but uh, we lost our signal for just a moment, but we're oh glad my. to make it back. Listen, Sarah, thank you so very much so for much. stopping by yeah. today. We, we know there's a wealth of information um, and resources that you have, particularly as it impacts musicians. Uh, you you going to sing for us before you go? You know what? That was last week as a part of, <laughs> of our Christmas program. Um, oh. But I do want to, if I may, to um, and I will pass this link on to you. Um, the Adventist Musician Network also has a Spotify playlist, which mm. is compiled by um, one of our executive team members, Kirk Black Blackwell, and um, that Blackwood, excuse me, and that is called Christmas Eve AMN. You do not. Some of the most incredible Adventist artists internationally. You oh. do not want to miss that. And if we can pass that, that playlist on to you, because when, um, pe when people play it and listen to it, our artists are compensated. So we thank you for okay. that. All wow. Right. Wow. All right. Well, we definitely have to follow this and uh, make sure... You know, you put that link there in there so that we can get on tonight. Some people want to get on tonight and and see the debut of, of this Amen. ministry and what you're doing. So praise God for you. All right. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for oh, joining us. We look to have you back again with us soon so that we can just dig a little deeper into that Adventist Musicians Network. We thank you so much for what you were doing and the opportunities that you were providing for so many of our own musicians who are out there just trying to do ministry um, and trying to help people see a brighter, better picture of Jesus Christ. So thank you so much for what you do. All right, we're going to transition now, and I know this screen is not going to be set up perfectly. Uh, we're almost there. Uh, we're going we're to put some faces on the screen here. Boom. Wow. Here we go. Listen, we've we got... introduce them. <laughs> yes. Oh, my. Listen, listen. We have two powerhouses with us today. And um, I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed by their ministry. Pastor Paul, we're going to have to give them about maybe 20 seconds to let us know uh, their ministry. But again, we have uh, Minister John Stoddard, Minister Roberto, Roberto Burton. We're going to give you, Pastor Paul, what? I'm going to do 20 seconds, 30 seconds, so that they can introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about their ministry. I'm so excited to have them. Go ahead, you first, uh, John Stoddard. Yeah, I, I'd first of all like to say that um, uh, on my resume, I have that I'm a fan of Roberto Burton. That's kind of the see? thing that I usually put at the top. See, see? I'm getting and, ready to get uh, started, John. <laughs> okay, all right. I was coming for you, but you got me. You got me <laughs> Roberto and I actually grew up together in Philadelphia, exactly. Allegheny East Conference, so, a conference. So we've known each other for uh, for a real long time. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his music and uh, he's so so talented and he's just been a dear friend and uh, just honored to be on today hanging out with uh, my buddy and you as well pastor paul and pastor henry thank you so much for having us on uh, it right. is an honor it is an honor <laughs> listen uh roberto you should hold on let me let me let me turn this up a little bit about what before he starts talking 
Okay. Okay. All right. He he should recognize this, I, I think. <laughs> you you taught me the term for this music in the background. We we can't hear it, Pastor Pastor Paul. Oh, y'all can't hear it. We can't no, hear it. Yeah. No. What about now? Yeah, a little bit, a little more, a little more. Oh, I think a little it's, more. Oh, here we go. I had no idea what you even called this stuff until Roberto shared it with me the last week. It was just last week. <laughs> but go ahead, Roberto. We're giving you that that 39.8 seconds. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I'm the bigger fan of fan of John because John played my wedding. Oh wow! I mean, I could I could I could share that story, but we don't have that kind of time. But I got in trouble with my wife the day of the wedding because John played so well. We had about 12 different musicians standing there going crazy. And John's, of course, is improving, improving. And my wife, Sandra, you know, we just celebrated our 10th anniversary. First thing she said was, y'all were listening to John and not me. <laughs> I was coming down that aisle, not John. So again, I'm, I'm a big fan of what John does. Um, John's approach to music and his scope of how he approaches things is just phenomenal. No offense. John is the modern day Bach of our today's world. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big, more than just fan. I am some of the music I create. I'm like, what would John do first? So again, mm. scores that I create now, and it's because John has taken the time to not just pour into me. I've been able to watch him. Like he said, through the years, not just in Philadelphia, but literally around the world. So yeah. Um, I'm honored to be here, guys. Man, well, we, we wow. are just delighted to have both of you here. And, and just before, uh, Dr. Henry, th th there was a little segue that I picked up in the, in the last conversation with Sarah that, that came to mind. And I, I want to throw this out mm -hmm. there. Is that, you know, growing up in the, in the Adventist church, and I'm a pastor's kid, grew up in, you know, church, you, you're, your pastor's always around musicians, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the Adventist musician back then, when I grew up, the Adventist musician was a teacher in the school who played for church services, was uh, mm -hmm. a nurse who, who had taken some piano lessons in high mm -hmm. school. Um, uh, they were uh, the people who were directing the choir. Maybe they sang in the Aeolians at Oakwood, but they were, mm -hmm. you know, a realtor or something else. Um, what you guys illustrate to us is, is, a, is, a, is a moving away from from I'm just doing music as a thing on the weekends at my church to something that is more of a, this is a career. It, we used to not see Adventist musicians take on music as a career as much as it just was something that you did when somebody called you up to play for song service. Talk to us quickly about that and, and how that transition, how you've seen that transition over the time that you've been, been watching what happens in the Adventist church with music, with music. Can I start on this, uh, Roby? Um, no, it's interesting. No. It's interesting that that uh, that was sort of been my observation growing up as well, just what you described. But it wasn't until I got older and began working professionally in the music industry that I noticed two things. One is that, um, and Roberta will attest to this, is that in the music industry, uh, the reputation of Adventist, I'll call it musical scholarship, is unparalleled. Mm 
Mm. All you have to do mm. is tell someone that I'm an Adventist musician mm-hmm. and your stock just goes through the roof. And wow. it's because there's a lot of really talented people, but even back then for the people who weren't doing music full time, that there was a level of, of musical um, knowledge and scholarship. I, that's the only word I could think of that, um, that Adventists I think have become really known for. So uh, Roby and I, we grew up in Philadelphia and uh, two of the musicians were a couple there who were really, really well known in Adventism Gwen and Alan Foster. Ah, um, yes. So neither of, the, neither of them did music full time, mm-hmm. but nope. you know, Alan Foster could play all the organ literature and so on. So what he wasn't just, and so many of those people that we talk about, we describe and we honor, they weren't just, hey, I have some talent. And so yes, they may have been playing music on the side, but it wasn't because they didn't have what it took necessarily to be a professional musician, but just for whatever reason, you know, like so much of particularly black, uh, black history, there just weren't the opportunities or they were laying groundwork. You know, I don't yes. know that I would be able to do music <laughs> full time if it weren't for an Alan Foster wow. who yes. did it at such yeah. a high level on yes. the weekends, you know? I mean, it takes me all week to try to do what he was doing on the weekend. He was that good, Crazy. you know what I mean? Yes, wow. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, so yeah, so we really owe so much to uh, the people who sold into us specifically, but who just really set a standard of what it meant to be a great musician. It, 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 was, it was a step beyond just I'm anointed or I'm talented. Mm. You know, these were people who put in work and who really worked to develop the gifts that God had given them, even though they may not have had the opportunity to do it full time. Um, I, I think many of them, given the opportunity today, would would uh, would be doing what we're doing. And so I, I'm just grateful for, for that groundwork that they laid. Wow. So some of them not doing this full time had time or found time or made time to play, to write to direct choirs and put groups together and all of those things. Wow, what a, what an awesome legacy Adventist music has. Roberto, anything you want to you want to chime in on that or add to that? Let me make it even more personal. The person he talked about, Alan Foster, had a master's degree in social work. But wow, okay. as he, after, after he left doing social work during the week, he would go up the street and take organ lessons. But then not just didn't study organ, he studied jazz. And all of that is in his compositions, music that he writes that people are, that he's still, he's still making royalty checks off of music that he wrote in the 60s because he studied the craft. And that's what people like John and I do. We don't just, okay, this is nice, no. We've taken the time to study the craft. Right. And now the, the great musicians that people listen to all day long, like uh, there was a Christmas album that I was listening to and I heard the orchestration. And I was like, that's John. <laughs> well-known well known artist. I don't even have to be the name, but John knows who I'm talking right. about. The first two or three bars, I was like, oh, that's John. You know they're right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, but it's because of his level of attention to detail. But again, it's like John said, that influence 
all we have to do is say we're Adventists and folk are like, oh, they know what we're doing. It's yeah. like a giving. <laughs> so again, what we have to do is stay true to the craft. Mm-hmm. I, again, like John said, I would be nothing if an Alan Foster didn't sit after service and make an organ talk to the point where Oof. it's like, okay, I need to do that. Nobody like him, man. Wow. <laughs> None. None. I'll tell you who he is. I tell you who he is. For those of you that many people may not know his name, uh-huh. unless you're from Allegheny East. But um, you may have heard of a group called A Special Blend. Uh-huh. There you go. Yes. A group called yes. A Special Blend. Yes. Yes. So the soprano in that group, Joya yes. Foster, uh-huh. is Gwen and Alan's daughter. And she was my babysitter yeah. when they traveled yeah, the world. Right. I mean, I just, the legacy of, I mean, that guy. Whew. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm on the live getting chilled because, again, mm-hmm. his, his attention to detail like, how do you write a song before going to church and that right. song still making money? But it was all because right. Aquan was still trying to get her hair done. But again, his attention <laughs> to detail yeah. in his rehearsals. Again, yeah. I had a chance to go when I was younger, going to his yeah. rehearsals at Penn Memorial Baptist Church when Ebenezer SDA used to come over and they'd link up together. He would have this huge 150 mm. foot choir at the touch Ooh. of a button. I'm going... Okay, how was he doing that? And then going home like nothing happened. Wow. Yeah, he's a special guy. Phenomenal. Guy. Listen, I, I have to I have to chime in here. Um, again, just privileged to have you here on this program. I mean, phenomenal musicians. I mean, we are we are blessed. You can see it in the chat. Uh, Sarah, to have you up, on Sarah? our program see you today. Yeah, but <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I know yeah, that well, since since Sarah was oh, still ahead. still hanging out in the back, oh, we okay, just okay. went ahead and brought her back out here <laughs> since she was still there. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Nice to have you. <laughs> you know what? And what what Advantage uh, Musicians Network is doing it ties into this as well because one of the things that it does, in addition to the many things, is it creates. Uh, Ruby, you were just starting to talk about this. Is it creates a. Um, uh, not just a camaraderie, but a uh, sort of iron sharpens iron mm. effect. Yeah. You know, particularly yeah. among musicians, to yeah. where you know, you know, you're you're over at your little corner doing your thing, and you know, we're, we're all of us have that part of us that says, "Hey, I, I, I think I'm doing all right. I'm pretty good at this." <laughs> but then you get into an organization uh, like Adventist Musicians Network, or you get into a uh, a networking situation where you're able to stay connected with other great musicians. And what it does is it pushes you to not just sit back on, you know, what you've done or what you've accomplished, but you try to improve, you know, man, what is the skill that I can add to what I do or how can I improve? Or man, I've heard Sarah do something incredible in her music ministry. How can I incorporate some of that into mine? And you just develop this sort of camaraderie and this iron sharpening iron, um, this this strand that runs through and it's it's really unique uh, i think and i don't say this to be uh, arrogant but it's really unique culturally to adventism there, there's a wealth of cultural depth that's just in um the adventist culture i mean I, we don't I, I appreciate people who share because we don't always know how far back it goes and how uh, how deep it runs um, mm-hmm. You know, we see groups like Take Six, but if you ever get a chance yes. to talk to them about 
you know, Alan Foster, you know, or Shelton Kilby or some of the people who um, who they used to just sit and listen to this music over and over again. And it's not always big artists like that. You know, you know my grandmother was the organist at our church and I used to sit on that front row every Sabbath mm-hmm. and just take it in. You know, those were the, the people um, and the culture, not just the people, but there was something I, I still don't know what it is, but it's something in the Adventist music culture that mm-hmm. is just really, really unique. And it's, it's added such value to the, the music history and music historical conversation. I'm so honored to be a part of it, you know. So we know we have phenomenal musicians in this church. Uh, however, I want to ask this question, the appreciation from the church. Now, I think it has improved, but what was your take on that? Has the church, or just in your experience going from church to church and uh, interacting and collaborating with other musicians in our uh, organization, do you feel the church is really appreciating our musicians? Um, I'm going to answer that question in, in this way. I think that it is human nature to not appreciate what you're used to. Yes. It's hard to do that. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't have, I'm not, um, uh, what's the word? I'm not uh, bitter about that. You know, Um, I agree with you. I think it's gotten a lot better. Um, But some of that is just a function of how we are, you know, as human beings, you, I didn't realize um, at my church growing up that every church didn't have four pianists that could play. Oh, well, yeah. You know, I didn't know that. I just assumed every wow. church had that. You know, and I think right. a lot of people, they, they don't, they, so I think some of it is that. And I also think that structurally, you know, the way our church is structured, it makes it difficult um, to put the resources necessarily to do not just music, but lots of things on high levels. So we, we depend on um, volunteers to do a lot of things. I mean, from accounting, you know, a lot of churches don't have a full-time CPA, but there's somebody at the church who just does it and they work as a treasurer. Um, and I think that happens with the music uh, uh, most often. Uh, unfortunately, I, I think for music in particular, um, it takes a little more than I think our church is designed to be able to put, you know, the larger churches are set up to be able to afford it, but you know, the smaller churches are not, they're just not in position to be able to afford to have a full-time musician on staff or to hire musicians. Um, And because traditionally we've had so much talent in our denomination um, that as the, as churches, you know, we got churches live streaming now. So the expectations of what people were watching or even coming to our churches as it's begun to rise, um, I don't think that we've, we quite have a grasp or, or for whatever reason have the ability to be able to put the resources in to be able to do music on that high level. And that goes for music. I, I think media in general, you know, we, yeah. we, we, we lean on volunteers to run our sound systems, you know, our lights. And those are really, frankly, really specialized. You know, they're people who, who have master's degrees in lighting, you know, and so, you know, or, or sound, That's crazy. you know, or, or music. And so, you know, until I, I don't know what the answer is. Um, again, I try not to be bitter. I try to do, do the best I can. Um, 
you know, we, 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 we do, I think, still are inclined to sow into our churches, particularly our home churches. And, you know, I don't know that I've ever gotten paid, you know, what I probably should for singing at, you know, my, but that's my church, you know what I mean? And so I, I'm not exactly. bemoaning that, that fact, um, you know, we, we do what we can to sow into our church. Um, but I, I do have, and I'm gonna try to keep them rumbling. I do think there's some things that we can do. Uh, I, I see uh, uh, Sarah talked about something. I was so excited. I would listen to your segment, Sarah. But when I got, I almost jumped out of my seat here when I was sitting listening to you talk about uh, the practical steps that you guys are taking to create situations where musicians can have the opportunity to make a living doing music. Because the reality is, is that, you know, if the musicians aren't supported, they're not going to have the ability to continue making music yeah, in the way that they are. So. I'm so excited to hear about this new network and the new show. It's gonna, it's really gonna benefit not just the musicians individually, but it's gonna benefit the church because it's gonna put the musicians in the position to be able to continue to create. They'll have the resources to be able. I'm so excited about uh, what you guys are doing. I just bravo. I really affirm that. Praise the Lord. Praise yeah. the Lord. I, I think it's also important for us to realize that if we don't create spaces. On, at our churches, it's going to be difficult for us to retain our singers, our musicians in the church yeah. long term. Um, we have to become intentional about all, all ministry, not just the spoken word, mm -hmm. but it's also what we what pastors do um, outside of that. And then it goes to the next, you know, then it goes to your uh, your music ministry. And I think the the one of the blessings of COVID is that artists have had opportunity to reinvent themselves so that they can be um, introduced to uh, that pastors can start seeing us in a different light because now, okay, this like the word is nice, but who's gonna play for me? So matter of fact, John, um, I'm, I'm from Riverside, and I know today we we were honored to have you to be a part of ministry. And so it's, <laughs> it's those type Virtual, of things. <laughs> we want to be able to have our, to have Adventist artists, not just singing back up for somebody that you know, but to be able to be featured in the platform that God has given them. Yep. You know, and then even listening, as Roby said earlier, you know, You've, you've got a matter of fact, and congratulations again for your recent degree. You know, just people <laughs> having to, oh yeah, just people <laughs> that have gone to school and that have put in the time, effort, and energy. It's important for that for that lens to be to lead the music ministry and not just individuals who happen to be in charge saying this is how it's supposed to be. Listen, I want to, I want to jump in on something, John, that you mentioned earlier. Um, 
about you know growing up in a church and not realizing that everybody didn't have you know what you had in that church. Mm-hmm. Yet, um, Dr. Henry and I, and people, a lot of people may not know this, but Dr. Henry and I grew up in the same church in Orlando, Florida, oh, uh, wow. in Mount Sinai. And there at Mount Sinai, some of you may recognize the name Winifred Rivers. Oh yeah, um, uh, Winifred yeah. Rivers was yeah. the church yeah. musician for us oh, there. Yeah. But but in yeah. addition to Winifred Rivers, Roger Ryan was a oh, wow. member as I grew up in that church. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, wow. and then there's another name um, that may people, a lot of people may not recognize, but musical genius, Dwayne Adele. I don't know if oh, I know Dwayne. You know, Dwayne. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Dwayne was just crazy. On the, and, but, but we yeah. grew up in an environment where we come to church and, and our choirs, we have a church that had like four or five different choirs. Oh yeah. Um, two or three of those Great choir directors were, that church. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Aeolians, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And, um, mm-hmm. and so we went as, as kids, we leave there and go to, I actually spent, uh, uh, Sarah, I spent a couple years in high school at, at, in Nashville. Um, so I was at Riverside. So I'm leaving okay. Orlando and I go to Riverside. Mm. I graduate high school. And where do I go? I go to Oakwood College. So mm. for me, the music and Adventist music, that's the picture that I have of it. And then yes. when I leave seminary, they put me in a tiny little church with right, 20 right. something yeah. members yeah. out in the bush. Yeah. And well, you are the music. <laughs> Yes, and yeah, yes, and yeah. so and that's probably more typical, Pastor Paul, of of, right. of what is in most Absolutely. places. You know, you were in Orlando, yes. we were in Philly, you know, you got LA. So there's right. these little pockets where you have that, but most most places they don't. You know, they don't right. have access to that music on that level. And, and and listen to this. I, I don't I don't want to cut your answer. I don't know go if you ahead, had something go ahead. else. No, to we're say, good because we, we got about a about couple of minutes before we need to bring in the next crew. Okay. Well, with this virtual church now, where people <sighs> have to do church virtually, and they're getting exposed to a whole lot oh, of other yeah. churches yes. where yes. they are appreciating right <laughs> musicians. I mean, it is a child. Roby, I want you to. It's been in such here. a blessing for so many artists. So I want Roby to chime in here. Listen, I mean, we're talking about appreciation. We're talking about um, have we as a church, we know we've gotten a little better, but have we really appreciate this music ministry? I mean, especially what you, I mean, everybody here, but what you do as well. I mean, your arrangement and everything. What do you, what do you think? Have we, have we gotten better? Let's answer that question for me first, Roby. And then what do we need to do? Because we do know that we do need to get better, right? So can you address those two things for me today? Let me come from John's perspective. We've gotten better at realizing we need to do better, but let me come from a positive aspect. Back in 2005, Dr. James Doggett, prolific pastor, when Madison came on the scene, his first thing was, let me push the music ministry along with the preaching ministry so we can get the word out to people. By 2005, I was able to transition from music to being a producer and producing the church service. From there, I started to record and make my own music because I said, wow, they can do this on Sabbath. What could I do during the week? By 2007, Mm -hmm. 2008, I'm at John's house going, John has toys. What do I need to learn? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and it was a, it was a progression thing because again, mm. someone took the reins and said, "Hey, 
the signs of the times are coming, but that was 15 mm -hmm. years ago. So 15 years ago, I'm mixing church service to make it sound better. But now on this level, the same thing I was doing 15 years ago, we have more toys to make this virtual church a better experience because again, that's what other denominations have doing been doing for years. And yeah, yes. just like I'm seeing on the screen, yeah, we've gotten better, but there are ways to go. But we what we have to recognize as Adventists, as as musicians and producers, and as clergy, that people are looking for a word more than just at Sabbath morning at eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. I mean, eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. are struggling all week long, and if they have something mm -hmm. to turn to to watch that's of quality, they're going to mm -hmm. follow and watch and say, "Hey." What do they have that's going to help uplift me? And that's what mm -hmm. music, you know, that's what David in the Bible did. That was his job as the musician to keep to keep the atmosphere in the courts for others to be happy. So that's part of what I do behind the scenes. My job is to make sure that you can hear the word and also be able to step in front of the camera or the microphone mm -hmm. and be able to present something, not only to the people, but something that God would say, yeah, I'm pleased because you put in the time, you put yes. in the work, you didn't just, mm -hmm. uh, oh, let's just get up and sing. And it's more than just planning a rehearsal. It's like, wait, what's the pastor speaking about? Can mm -hmm. I find the yeah. right song to produce? Mm -hmm. How long will it take me? What's pre-production? Mm -hmm. What will it take mm -hmm. for that one three-minute segment for someone to see Jesus and not me? That's mm -hmm. the attention that mm -hmm. detail Alan Foster mm -hmm. put in all wow. of us. Mm -hmm. um, That's true. Yeah. I'll say yeah. this, and, 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 I, and I'll stop. Uh, John, and you'll remember this. During the appeal song, and I, and I remember this, um, they, um, Ebenezer used to sing the song called, Oh, How He Loves You and Me. Mm -hmm. But what was interesting is they would sing the melody line, which is rare nowadays. <laughs> but they would sing it, John, and Uncle Al would play it in the circle of fifths. Mm. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why are these people coming down? And every week, there was like 34 new people coming down. And I was like, oh, they're wow. being intentional. So again, mm. Uncle Al had the music theory in order oh. to make it happen so the preacher didn't have to do a whole lot of work. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that's the tie-in. That's, you know, the song says the tie that binds. That's mm. what being an Adventist musician really looks like. There are certain yes. things we just do because we spent the time doing the research to know that these three mm. minutes don't belong to us. It's about someone mm. getting to that chair in him. Mm. Amen. Well said. Well said. Listen, mm. I, 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 you, I saw you guys uh, about a month ago or so on on a show with um, Kirk Nugent, um, and oh, yeah. you guys were going through <laughs> yeah. um, yes. that discussion. There, there's just uh, so uh, much, so much in that that I wish we could have the time today to dig into. But we've got two other guests that we want to bring on. But listen, um, John, I, I wish I know you play and you sing and you write and all that kind of stuff. I wish we had. 
had a keyboard or something you know, where you could share with our audience. I know that when our audience saw you on the flyer, they were like, oh, yes. Well, listen, next time. Well, we're, 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 I have to come yes. back. That, that'll yes. be my, you have you to, come to promise back. me we'll come back and we'll do some music the next time. Yes. Oh, we'll love it. We'll love it. We'll love it. Listen, thank you. Me, go, go ahead, Doc. Let me, let me just say this. You know, the first time I heard John Stoddard, I was in D.C., and I said, is BB singing right now? BB uh, Wine? He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my heroes, man. I, I'll oh. take that compliment. I'll yeah, that listen, compliment. phenomenal. Both of you, yeah. all three phenomenal people, phenomenal musicians. Um, man. Well, we, we want to say uh, thank you for giving us uh, this particular platform. A lot of times we're talking to other musicians. But uh, one of the great things about this particular platform is that we get to share our perspective with perhaps people who are not in our circle. Okay. And uh, it's great that we're able to make this uh, this connection. And uh, that's a big part, I think, that uh, you talk about what can our church do. I think these types of uh, discussions yes. really help to yes. demystify, okay, what's going over there in music world? What's going over yeah. there in preaching world? And what's, so we can all, we're all on the same team trying to, Trying to get this gospel out here, you know. Amen. Well, awesome. We are looking forward to being able to have each of you back. Um, and uh, we just want to wish you a very happy holidays as you go throughout this season. We we are excited about the prospect of being able to spend a little bit more time doing exactly what you just articulated, John. And um, we we love you guys. I got to share this with you too, um, John, is that I, I not too long ago, we buried um, my God brother. And um, I remember, and he was a musician, um, as well. And, and he, I remember asking him what he wanted to do and his, his aspiration. He said, um, <laughs> uh, this is Rodney Allen. Rodney says, when I asked mm, Rodney, man, he real, said, yeah. my aspiration yeah. is to be yeah. like John Stoddard. That was, oh, that boy. was what he told me. Yeah. Um, I met him. He was 12, 13 yeah. years old and just, yeah. You know, he's that's a great note to end on. I mean, he's an example of a guy who just got in yes. line with this uh, trend, this um, legacy of Adventist mm -hmm. musicianship. And he he was for sure one of the great ones, man. And I saw yeah. him work and work and work and work and work. And just he didn't rest on his talent alone. But, you know, um, if, if there's one thing that hopefully I passed on to him was that piece of it, because um, he was already talented long before he met me. But man, he worked so hard because he wanted to be excellent. Yeah, yeah, you know? yes. And, um, and yeah. he really, really, truly was. Man, what a, what a great, great musician. Absolutely, brilliant musician yeah. and a wonderful yeah. friend. Yeah, good people. Good people. Great. The album, the album that the family released. Actually, when I found out that he passed, his brother mm -hmm. reached out to me. And mm -hmm. I had no idea, but in 2014, he recorded an album at my house. Oh, and wow, I, I turned over the masters. So the album uh, people are listening to, a lot of that stuff, the entire album was done in the basement of, of my house. And wow. I was honored that the <laughs> fact that the family had reached out, I was kind of like in tears the rest of the night. Cause I'm going, no. you never know. So again, it, um, it, 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 it attests to, Always being excellent, even when you don't feel like it. I saw Ooh, someone in the comments, any advice? You have to be excellent when you don't feel like it. When you're tired, when you're stressed out, 
You've got to make the time to just always, like Wayne Buckner always says, dirt up tea. Do it right the first time. Right. So. <laughs> Uh, that's right Wayne, Wayne Buckner right. also from that Orlando yeah. area that church district Mercy. we were in Wayne was right, part yeah. of that yeah. as we were growing up yeah. as kids you, you, yeah. you realize you're just going to have to stop man because we, we're going to keep talking we're going to look up yeah. I know and we've got yeah. Dwayne we'll and, miss and, the broadcast <laughs> you'll have missed your, your preaching service Dr. Bird's going to be mad you know? yeah, 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 right. yeah. listen yeah we got to make this transition thank you so very much <laughs> we you, will man. have you guys thank back you. again God bless happy holidays and, um, happy holidays yeah. alright take care Listen, we're going to go ahead and transition now. We're going to bring in our last two guests for this evening. All right. All, Try, all right. Dr. Well, Henry. Well, listen, we have again. Hey, listen, this is a show about phenomenal musicians. I'm just going to change the title. Phenomenal musicians. And we have with us here Danita Jones and David Hunt. Give us. Now, Pastor Paul gave the last people 39.8 seconds. I'm going to give <laughs> Sister Dina Jones, I'm going to give you 45 seconds. Just to tell, <laughs> tell us a little bit about you and about your ministry. Uh, we'll definitely appreciate it. You know, it's so funny. I, the, the worship manager in me is going to only take those 39 seconds that you originally gave me. If that's okay. Um, you know, it's so funny that I actually have a my original relationship. I, I have a relationship with musicians. I actually, my ministry is in theater and um, and performing arts. And so I have a, 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 a company called Productions by Danita Jones that actually goes around to different churches and other um, entities. And, and I, I write original uh, content and I put on uh, uh, massive productions. And one of the things that I enjoy doing is incorporating um, not only uh, musicians, but Adventist musicians that otherwise wouldn't have a platform uh, uh, in certain uh, uh, areas. And, and what's interesting is that, you know, I just don't bring them on for concerts. I, I, a lot of times I make them act. Um, I actually bring them in. I've had the pleasure of working with um, um, Theron uh, from Committed and, and Tam Bodie and different other musicians that just kind of put them in spaces where we can tell a story um, from a different perspective. You all were talking earlier about, you know, it not just being about the sermon, which is something that I absolutely love doing because I love taking maybe a sermon topic or a story or a situation from the Bible and expanding that into a full theater production and allowing people to kind of uh, be able to witness the word and not just necessarily have someone talk at them. Because of course, when you can put a person inside of a story, um, sometimes they don't realize they're being preached to until the entire show is over. And so it's so funny when I was asked to be on the show, it's just like, I, I don't know if I'm a musician per se, but I love musicians. I grew up in a house full of musicians. And so that is the ministry that I am so very proud of uh, serving in every day. All right. Listen, I, I see some people on the chat, Pastor Paul. My friend, Kristen Josiah, he said, this is about to be good. Very, yeah. very accomplished musician. David Hunt, this is not your first time coming on here. Tell us a little bit about you and about these wonderful people that are next to you. Uh, that's making that picture look better. <laughs> amen. Amen. <laughs> my name is David Hunt, and this is my family with me. I have Joey and my wife, Michelle, and my daughter, Ashley. And we're just so happy to be here. I was just like uh, almost uh, imposter syndrome when I saw the other names on the flyer. I'm like, oh, man, no, me. But we are delighted. We've been singing together as a family for many years and um, written some original songs together. 
but we have been just awesomely blessed to be in God's service doing music and um, my wife and I are music directors at our church here in Lancaster Mass the Crosswalk Clinton Church and it's just been a fantastic effort although not so much this year because of COVID and we'll talk about that a little bit later on but we're so happy to be here I was just like wow so awesome Danita Jones, Roberta Burton, Paul, <laughs> Pastor Henry. I'm no, so we, David, we remember a few weeks back when you joined us on our friends uh, oh, on yes. our friends program and how yes, you just kind of yes. closed us out with that, man. That was just oh. so powerful and just so special a moment. And wow. we, we wanted to make sure that we got you back on today. Listen, we want to ask you guys some of the questions that we asked to Roberto and, and John earlier and, and, and to Sarah as well. Um, and particularly, Danita, from your vantage point, because you like as you mentioned, yours is just a little different from just the you know, regular... I, I should, that's not good language. Uh, it's not as a musician per se, but as somebody who kind of like Roby mentioned, where he kind of would be managing, you know, worship services from a from a larger point of view. How have you seen COVID's impact in 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 the worship space um, uh, since since yeah? Just just answer that. What what kind of impact have you seen that it has had on that, and particularly the role that you have been playing in that space? Well, I, if I may, I, I, I want to speak um, a lot from the performing arts aspect. You know, I, I do a lot of productions for churches. And of course, when COVID happened, it immediately interrupted the ability for um, us to do uh, productions, plays, uh, concerts inside of the church walls. And, you know, when you when you get your degree, I, I heard, you know, people, when you get your training in it, as, as I have, my, my degree is in theater and my master's is in uh, um, script writing and screenwriting. When you get your degree in these things, one of the things that they never told you about or planned for was the fact that what are you going to do when you can't actually bring people into the physical space anymore? Um, that was never a class. It was never a conversation. So when it happened, it was a very abrupt interruption to what it was that that I was used to doing, to what I was, you know, um, able to kind of handle. I've done collaborations with Roby several times in, in a lot of different spaces. We were actually planning on a production that was coming up. And so one of the things I, I recognize is that we had to make an immediate adjustment um, in how we were going to present what it was that we do in a different light. I love that these, uh, a lot of musicians have had the opportunity to be able to minister from home like David and his family is one of the things I enjoy watching their uh, vlog and his going live every day, especially in the month of December. Um, with theater and directing, it's been a little different for us because we're still trying to figure out how to effectively present what we do um, in a in a space where we're used to feeding off of our audience, as many of the pastors sometimes may know, that when you're used to preaching and you're used to hearing that amen and that applause and that feedback from your audience, um, theater works the exact same way. Even in church, we're we're used to to getting and hearing that that feedback immediately, and so we're still navigating what that looks like, what that space mm, feels like, and right. and uh, you know we had to stop looking towards the future of like, well, when this pandemic is over, and and really start to 
um, examine how can we continue to be effective as performing artists and creatives in this current space now. So it, it, it's a it's a trial and error that I, I don't mind uh, saying that we're still learning in. And uh, but I'm I'm happy to to be on the journey of figuring out what that is. Yeah, you know, I was speaking with someone the other day, and and we were we were talking about the difference between an interruption and a disruption. Um, and, and many, when we started this pandemic, we looked at it as it was simply an interruption, which meant mm -hmm. that there was going to be something that happened for a little while and then we would be back to normal. But I, I think many of us have along the way, we figured out, no, this is more this is not just an interruption. This is disrupted and there is not going to be a getting back to normal. So finding our way in, in, in that, as you just described, as to how do we transition and how do we pivot to still make the presentation of the gospel something that is relevant, that is viable and that people want to be a part of, it's got to be something in, in so many areas of, of, of a liturgy and, and of a presentation of the gospel that we've all got to find. Um, David, as you have, as you have uh, been navigating in this space. You are also, and correct me if I'm wrong, you also are, are, are working communications as well. Is that is that part of? Uh... I work in, in IT. I'm the IT director I... for the Atlantic Union. So, okay, it's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the, and 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 it's and it's funny how how from from music and liturgy and 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 performing arts those kind of things that now there's now we're in this intersection that includes IT as well. Um, two minutes. Can you can you share with us some of the challenges or some of the opportunities that you have seen um, develop because of COVID in inter in in in, in, in that intersection? Sure. Um... Like what we're doing now, we've had pastors have to pivot and just find ways to get the message out and using um, streaming software, Restream, Ecamm, uh, you name it, um, StreamYard, Zoom. That was that was the, the big one. A lot of people started using Zoom right away. And, um, and then in that space, you have... To have good sound you have to have good lighting and and cameras and and so that that all ties in together and um, even before um covid we were using these technologies to but mostly in the church and just we've had to add now the streaming components to them mm -hmm. to make them uh, more viable and appealing wow all right, listen, uh, Dr. Henry, we got about 10 minutes left. And, you know, I got to right. jump into this other thing. And I see David's finger. I see his hands. I see his, I'm looking at his hands. And I know Roby is ready too. To go. <laughs> his hands. ready? But, but Pastor Paul, I just want to ask, is, is Roby going to play something too? I don't know if he's sitting beside his, I, his was, keyboard. Yeah. I don't know. You know? Listen, I was <laughs> trying not to be so obvious to look to see it. Could I see anything down beside Roby there too? I don't know if you want to do it. So I don't know. <laughs> oh no, not not today. Um, uh, David is probably better at this being ready. I've probably been ready once or twice on the evenings. But let me piggyback off of what what uh, Danita has said because a lot of things she said has has been uh, interesting here. Without a Danita, I don't feel like church service really works yeah. because now 
in this space, your service has to be organized down to the second because you're not just having viewers in the sanctuary anymore. You're having them in this virtual space. Mm -hmm. And with a person with Danita's skills, you need that organizational component, not to so much put the pastor in a box, but to say, hey, pastor, here's a bigger box which you can create a better space to share the word. Wow. And then Mm -hmm. at the same time, giving everybody time for your pre-produced commercials, announcements, music in that way. So that way, now we're looking at a better structure as to how you're producing your content for your worshipers versus just, hey, announcements are next. Yeah. Like, like what? So that's, I'm, I'm grateful for these spaces like these. A person mm-hmm. like Danita Strength says, okay, I'm not just looking at your content, but I'm saying, hey, how do we organize this in a way that keeps the person involved, keeps them engaging, and at the same time wants to bring them back? You know, music that David and his family have been producing, it's the same thing. They're creating content in order to share not just music ministry, but God's love in an excellent way. I keep going back to that. So, again, that's what COVID-19 has done. All really COVID-19 has done for a lot of those producers is to say, oh, now they've got to take notice that we play with these toys that John and I speak of. It's it's that same thing you know that's just the that's just what i see has been happening and it really you know with roby what he was saying it's become the the technical aspect because he's he's speaking towards that worship management piece that i absolutely love to do um is that what it really has done is that it, it has allowed someone like me to be able to have that that more intimate conversation and say okay tell me what you're trying to say let's figure out the space that when how how that needs to be said if we can only say that in in 30 minutes then we want to capitalize on that 30 minutes in order to get you in I tell my worship managers before COVID, I tell them all the time, the, the goal is not to get us out on time. It's to get the preacher up on time, right? It's to get the mm-hmm. word up on time. Wow. A lot of times you have people that think that, oh, the goal of the worship manager is to rush everything along. No, I'm trying to move everybody out of the way. And so we can have the, the, the pastor get up and tell wow. exactly what it is that they need to say. Wow. I'm trying to get everybody out of the way so the musicians can sing the songs that they need to sing. And so what COVID has done, though, is that it's allowed me to almost kind of shift into that television production mode in the exact same way. So now I'm saying, okay, this is a camera that we need to focus on so I can move these people in at this specific time. Because again, um, we have a little bit of time, you know, when you, when you bring people to church, they're sitting there. When people are watching online, they can turn the channel. Boom! Just so like that. we have to be very good <laughs> at getting what the content needs to be there on time live, so that people can receive the word that they need and they can go on. So, absolutely, thank you for that, Roby. Yeah, get listen, listen. Oh, we got to get this because just before we we came live, we had this conversation. Uh, t- talk to us real quick about workshops. Matter of fact, I, I don't have the time to do that because this is what we'll do. We're going to drop Danita's information in the chat. Uh, yes, and, and we're going to put it on on our website. Remember, Remember, Pastor's yeah. Roundtable has a website now, so you'll be able yeah. to go to and somebody drop that link in, in the chat as well. So that we and, and Danita, if there's a link you have to a website or something like that, we
we will put that up for all of our guests today. We are going to have their information up where you can contact them for any projects, yes, any absolutely. anything that you need. Because um, I do wanna... do workshops. I saw that. I do workshops yes. for worship management. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what she said. She said, I teach people how to do what I do. And that's just I awesome. do. I love it. I love it. Good. I love it. Dave. Well, listen, we, we listen. We got David right here. Yes. So let David just take it. Just do your thing, David, with your family. Minister to us, and and then we'll just we'll just let you take us out. So just do your thing. We have the opportunity to share the word because the angels did it, and so we're just gonna do what we can. All right, here we go. In 
Yeah. 